Hey, welcome to the Living the Dream podcast. This is your host, Timmy Douglas, and the goal of this podcast is to create a community that inspires action, accountability, celebrates progress, and helps people make the right connections to take that next step towards their dreams and goals. If you're looking for any one-on-one coaching to pinpoint your purpose and start taking steps in that direction, make sure to contact me on my website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, or on social media. On that note, let's get into the show. All right, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Living the Dream podcast. Today on the show, we have Matt Handshaking Holmes, who is a marketing entrepreneur, speaker, and world record holder. Matt, how you doing? Doing great, Timmy. How you doing? I'm doing well, man. Thanks for asking. And we'd like to jump right in. So if you could start with telling us a little bit more about yourself and maybe that world record too, and what you like to do for fun, that'd be great. Sure. So let's see. The quick story is... Uh... Went to college at DU in Denver, studied psychology, couldn't really get a good job with that, was falling in love with business, went back, studied my master's, and uh, went into real estate after my master's degree. Uh, despite taking out all the student loans, I figured out entrepreneurship was the route for me. So um, <laughs> maybe you don't need to borrow so much in student loans to do that if you're a, a listener who's you know, studying your bachelor's or something right now, but uh, that was the route I went. And uh, eventually, I, I did real estate. We bought real estate. We, we bought single family homes in Denver, Colorado with out-of-state investors. Lots of people were moving to Denver. And um, I, I played that game for about three and a half, four years, but I got a little sick of it. I can answer questions on why I got tired of being a landlord and working with contractors in a moment, but you asked about the world record, which is uh, what happened next. So as I got out of real estate, I was kind of trying to find myself and my path again. And uh, part of that was running to Cap- Capitol Hill in Washington, DC and trying politics for six months. Um, I am passionate about politics, but I can tell you that is not my full-time passion. It's a uh, side part-time, uh, something you're interested in passion, but not your full-time career passion. However, while I was on Capitol Hill, I would see famous politicians walking around, Paul Ryan, Hillary Clinton, John Boehner, all these different politicians. And every time I'd see them, I didn't know why everyone else wasn't doing the same thing, but I'd say, hey, can we take a picture? And I'd pose with them. I'd get my handshake with them. And that's when my friends first started calling me Handshake and Holmes. And that kind of, (laughs) so that's that's where the nickname came from. And then the world record, once once I realized that I was known as Handshake and Holmes, I'm interested in long-term win-win relationships with people professionally and personally. And uh, that's, that's when I realized, I think I found my passion. You know, I, f- I found a cool business model in real estate, but that wasn't quite my passion. My passion is about long-term win-win relationships with other bootstrapping entrepreneurs uh, or entrepreneurs who raise investment too. But, you know, uh, so that's, that's how it started. So once I knew I wanted to break a world record, I knew it needed to be about, guess what? Handshakes. There we go. So that's, that's how it happened. Eventually, we spent, eventually, I identified the most vulnerable world record to be the longest handshake between two people. The world record was previously broken, I think, uh, I think in uh, South Africa, and it, the record was 42.5 hours of two people shaking hands continuously. And uh, we eventually broke the world record by one hour. It took a whole weekend. I mean, 43 and a half hours of handshaking means that we started Friday at 11 a.m., Friends came by Friday night. They enjoyed the beer by our sponsors. They went home. They went to bed. We're still shaking hands. Saturday morning, we're still shaking hands. We eat, we eat breakfast with our other hand while we're shaking with our left hand. We actually did the handshake with our left hand. Got to be able to take selfies. So anyway, 
Uh, I'll cut the story short, but that's, uh, you know, that was, that was kind of the start of going all in on handshake. And I've been doing this business for seven and a half years now. And, and uh, yeah, we're an online business now and I can go into more detail on that based off where you want to go. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Just, just real quick. Man, how did you guys shake hands for 43 straight hours? Like, weren't you exhausted by the end of that? Yeah, I mean, you, yeah, people, so I know what you're going to ask, and I'm going to save you the the shame of having to ask. I wonder if our listeners are thinking the same thing. How did you use the bathroom? <laughs> Was it, were you thinking that? I was thinking more just how you stayed up 43 hours straight, but bathroom, that is a question as well. Well, there's those two questions. So the great news is that this is one of the easiest world records to break and everyone should do it. This is one of those things you can try at home um, because Guinness world record allows you a five minute break for every hour of shaking hands. So if you Uh, shake hands for three hours, you can stop shaking. You're not allowed to sleep, but you can stop shaking and you can go use both your hands. I see. <laughs> and however, you're not allowed to sleep. So that was definitely the longest I'd ever been awake. And from, from opening my eyes to later closing my eyes after breaking that world record was just about 50 hours on the dot. Insane. Dude, doesn't, doesn't your mind start breaking down at that point of like, just going a little oh, yeah. crazy? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, something. Yeah, we did 50 hours awake. We we did four energy drinks timed. We had a doctor there to like, we had to dunk our arms in ice water afterwards. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a fun experience. Well, once, once in a lifetime experience for sure. Dude, that is so epic. <laughs> so epic. Well, awesome. Tell us more about your company. Hand, is it Handshaking? Yeah, it's Handshaking, which is different than Handshake. Um, even though Handshake is kind of like our online neighbor that we're friends with. But um, anyway, so Handshaking was born, you know, in late 2014. Remember, I was getting out of real estate. I wanted to focus on relationships. So I I first started by interviewing entrepreneurs that I wanted to be like. I said, hey, you know, I want to get into tech. I want to be online. I don't want to do real estate anymore. I love real estate, but I want to do that part-time. I don't want to do it full-time anymore. And I, I had downsized my portfolio and paid off most of my investors. I had just two properties left, which gave me some nice passive part-time cash flow and of course some equity. At that point, I had owned those houses, you know, five, five years almost. So uh, you know, if everything went wrong, I could sell a house and be okay. So that was a an early win and advantage that that I I try not to take for granted. You know, I got really lucky at a young age. I bought my first house and closed on it during exam week in college. Uh, I didn't have any financial help, but I had co-signers. So I was able to get a loan. So, you know, I had some, some advantages that I don't, I don't, I don't want to take them for granted, but regardless, they played into the story later. So I went all in on handshake on handshaking and interviewed people. Tell me about your tech company. How did you do it? And I was really interested in relationships and everyone, you know, I'd ask them about mentorship, about the communities they are in. How do your personal relationships play into your professional success? And I did that for about two years and was unfortunately never able to become a famous YouTube YouTuber. I was, I was hoping I could make this video series and it would go viral. I could be John Lee Dumas, but I met John Lee Dumas, but I can't be John Lee Dumas. <laughs> you know, he's, he's like the original podcaster who interviewed entrepreneurs for those who don't know him. But, you know, he had like 10 million downloads pretty early on years ago or 10 million listens, which is pretty huge. Uh, so it's a lot easier to get sponsors and monetize your content when you're doing that. But anyway... I did use what I learned to network. So although I started with just 
local mentors in Denver and okay, I kind of grow up to uh, some entrepreneurs who have sold businesses to venture capitalists who are funding them all the way up to billionaires. And of course, members of Congress, since I knew some of them from working in Washington, DC. So, you know, I had billionaires on the show and some of those relationships turn into text message friendships and some of them don't turn into anything. But um, that mentorship's a, a big part of what's led me to where I am today. And, uh, you know, we don't make money from interviewing these guys. That's just kind of what helped me find my business model. So to answer your question on that, we build lead generation websites. So what that means is we build websites on our own, not for clients. We're not a marketing agency. We're online investors and we develop our own assets. These assets, these websites help people find a quote for something. And then the way that the websites make money is we send that information to someone who can give them that quote. So that's the way to put it more simply. I could give a specific example if you wanted me to, or we can continue with where you'd like to go. Uh, yeah, let's, let's dive into a specific example. Sure. So the first website, so originally I was just trying to do anything to make money online. Hey, Timmy, can we do your Instagram marketing? I'm going to take selfies and post them on your account for 10 bucks a month. Or, Hey, can I, can I build you this website? You know, I, I think I think I like your face. I want to put it all over a website. And uh, none of that was really profitable, right? Networking can have life-changing financial benefits, but networking does not make you money today. And therefore, it's not going to fund your marketing budget for us to make any money. So eventually what does make money is these lead generation websites. The first one that we built was called Fort Collins Concrete Contractors. So Fort Collins is a city in Colorado Concrete contractors are going to build you a driveway or repair your sidewalk or whatnot. So as you can guess, we made a logo, Facebook page, Twitter, et cetera, and waited about a month or two. And then oh, people started calling the website. They said, hey, can I get a quote for a brand new driveway? I need a two-car garage. I just, just built this brand new home. And I'm thinking to myself, hmm, I just paid $8,000 for my driveway, and that was half the size. How much is this job worth? How much is a concrete contractor going to pay me? So Eventually, we learned they pay a lot more for leads rather than website services. And uh, that website, eventually, we owned it for about three, three and a half years. And then eventually, we, it was making consistent passive income. I think it was making like a net of 800, and 800 some dollars per month net profit after all costs. And uh, we sold that website to someone else in the, five, the low five-figure range. And then they were able to make a 70% return on their investment by them owning it after we sold it. So yeah. it works. You can see I came from the real estate background where it's it's about you know buying an asset, improving it, selling it for more, or developing an asset. I never got into that in real estate, but I am deeply into that in what I call online real estate. So um, I hope, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, man, that makes perfect sense. You know, when, I, when you first said online real estate, I think it was before we started, I totally thought you were gonna be talking about Web3 and digital uh, like <laughs> blockchain stuff. <laughs> well, don't even say those words because I feel like I'm talking too much. And if you start talking about the bitcoins, <laughs> I'm talking about the bitcoins. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, I really like uh, both the process and kind of how you stumbled upon it and then how you executed it. And it's also like, it wasn't like you were like, I need the thing that's going to make me $100,000 a month right now. It's like, no, you had a website that generated $800 a month and then you sold it for like, I don't know, somewhere around 20 to 30,000, something like that. And then you, you know <laughs> yeah. what? I wish, I wish it was 20 or 30. We're not selling them consistently for that much. But yeah, we should but be. It's like you're selling them and it's like you flip them, you make money and you are really applying that real estate mind to 
also, I'm sure the information you got from networking. Um, I also really love the point you made there because I was doing this actually a lot. I was networking a bunch and I was networking to get private investors for real estate and to get deal flow for real estate. But then I started looking at the length of these real estate transactions. I was doing specifically multifamily real estate. I was like, cool. this, this is like six to 24 months. It could be like 24 months is really on the long end, but like you're looking at minimum six months, three, if you you got a quick turnaround. But I was like, I really need revenue now if I'm going to be a full-time entrepreneur. And so I really like that driving revenue now mentality as well. But um, yeah. Yeah. Both, both are important, right? Like I, I've always stayed focused on the assets, but I've had, I've probably had two or three scary times in my career where I didn't focus enough on the monthly cash flow. And then you got to unload assets like a fire sale and you mess up your whole net worth. So, you know, both are important. Both are really important. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. I'm right there with you. And my focus has shifted to increasing that monthly cash flow of like, one, I need to be able to cover bills Two, I like need to be able to, um, I can't have like super thin margins where one mistake really screws me up. Like there's just some things that I'm realizing I need to tweak and stuff. But um, yeah, thanks for thanks for sharing that with us. Let's go ahead and jump into your motivation. What gets you up and keeps you going every day? Oh man, I wake up out of bed and I'm just looking who's gonna be the first person I shake hands with today. <laughs> <laughs> and and Timmy, the the awful truth is that some days I go a whole day without a handshake. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> Especially during the pandemic, bro. I mean, oh, yeah. during the pandemic, oh, staying at home, you can't meet people. There's no events. I mean, I'm starving. You know, I need that stuff. Like I need breakfast. I feel that. So, uh, so I guess, I guess, but networking, you know, networking is so much fun. Like for me, I love the chase of looking at someone way up there. You know, let's, let's use an example. Like, like I remember when I got a handshake with Hillary Clinton, like, no, I don't text her. Like, we're not best friends, but that would be kind of cool. I mean, I, you know, I'm, I don't know if you're red or blue. Like, I'm open to meeting politicians on both sides of the aisle, but uh, I'm more interested in meeting, you know, people, famous, self-made, wealthy people and asking them, how do you go about relationships? Because I'd like to do it the same. Uh, so, you know, ch chasing someone way up there, you know, for everyone listening, like, think about someone in your industry. Think about your boss's board of advisors or mentors. And what if you could go and just, meet them next week and interview them about their success like what would you ask them like what, what if they got along with you what if you guys both liked skiing or or like the same type of belgian wheat ipa or something and you have something to bond over and you use that personal connection to further both of your professional interests so you know i personally love that chase that is absolutely what wakes me up in the morning is chasing someone who I can learn a lot from and also identifying how I can provide enough value for them to even respond to my emails. Mm, I love that. Um, talk to us a little bit about providing value because I actually, one of my, in focusing on building my email list, I've recently become a student of Russell Brunson, One Funnel oh, Challenge. And he's talking about, he talks a lot about adding value. Entrepreneurship talks a lot about adding value. And I made this document, seven ways to, um, add value to people. And so I'm curious, what are some ways you have? Because I would love to add to that list. Yeah, well, you know, I, I always like to think about the early days of being a video series host, or like you're experiencing being a podcast host. And uh, I remember when I first started the video series, I kind of asked people, hey, can I interview you about your success? I have some questions. Me, 
I have some questions uh, where I kind of changed that. And it was kind of, that's not the way, it, that's not how to provide value. That's asking for something. Instead, no. you should provide something. So then the, the outreach email kind of changed to you're invited to be on the show. You know, great news. You're invited. I'm going to share your success with everyone I know. And, and there's no, I'm not selling you anything. I just want to interview you about your success. And in exchange, yep. I'm going to share this with everyone I know. And, um, you know, so I think when you reach out to people, if you ask someone for coffee, especially someone wealthy, you say, hey, I'll buy your coffee so I can pick your brain, your mind. Stop talking about me. Stop talking about I want to pick your brain and start talking about others. Yeah. Your message is something I want to share with everyone I know. So can you can you take me up for coffee, <laughs> for example? I mean, probably not. Probably not. Right. We're all here just trying to grow to the next chapter and. We should always be generous with new people that we meet. And we should always invest in long-term relationships, not, not the quick used car salesman strategy, right? Yeah. Everyone knows that one guy at the networking event passing out their car. Hey, man, you looking for a new Chevy? How about a Toyota? I got a great used car. Come on down. Today, today's the best deal ever. And then they never talk to you again and your car breaks down. You yeah. know, that's not the strategy. And some things take time, right? Trust takes time. So, uh, you know, try to provide value and don't make an ask until later, until you've provided more and more value. So um, that, that's what I'd recommend is, is really think about, I mean, I guess from a host standpoint, you don't need to have a podcast post like Timmy here, guys. You can just buy a domain for $8 and put your website up for what, like 36 bucks a year or something and have a website. Now you have a blog and you can email someone and say, hey, can I interview you on my blog? about your success. And now you have that networking superpower that shows others that you're providing value. You're not asking for something. Yeah, no, absolutely. I love that. that those are one of the first things I was like, invite them to your platform, interview them for your book or blog. Cause you know, Russell Brunson also talks a lot about that. He's like, I didn't know how to meet these people. And I just started talking and I did it daily. And then I met Tony Robbins. <laughs> it was like, yeah, yeah, he's, he's way up there. Russell Brunson too. I mean, for me, I, I feel like I reached a point where no matter how good I am at networking, I just need to grow businesses doing 10 million in sales a year. And yeah. that's the only next thing that would teach me what is going to be a value in a conversation with a lot of these other famous guys, management, HR, you know, legal, all the, all these hard things that you don't get when you're an early stage entrepreneur. And, you know, we've got about a dozen people at handshake and now it used to be like 23 people last year, but that's still tiny. A lot of my friends have hundreds and thousands of employees and and i can't talk about the same things i don't know what it's like when you're getting sued and you don't even know about it because you have a whole legal department that deals with that like I, I, I we have an attorney at the company which is great but i don't know yeah i don't know what that's like at 100 employees you yeah. know I, i've heard about it but that's the only next step to get close to these guys and russell brunson has done that yep. you know he's, he's up there with these guys so they're having those amazing conversations that you know, smaller fish like myself could learn from. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. That's key. Leveling up, man. Uh, it's one thing I realized. I was like, I was doing all this networking and then people were like, well, what, what value are you going to bring to the deal? I was like, well, I mean, I can find the deal, but I might need a little help underwriting. And it's like, yeah. well, we can find deals, you know, we can do this, we can do that. So it's like, what value are you going to bring? And it's like, level up your skills, level up your um, talents, level up your knowledge that you can bring to people. Uh, yeah. I'd value that way. Love it. Awesome. So you get up in the morning to find that person that you're going to shake hands with. Yeah. Yeah. And handshaking is really um, building online assets and flipping them. It's kind of. Yeah, that's, that's, that's how we make money, but our principle stays the same. We still help people 
connect with individuals in person for long lasting relationships. Every person that calls one of our websites, we want them to have an excellent experience with the contractor that that pays us for that phone call. You know, if the contractor, if we see one star reviews come in, we're going to, we don't care how much you're paying us. We're going to get rid of you and we're going to find someone else that's going to take great care of the customers calling our website. So we've got about 130, 134 websites the last I counted. So, uh, you know, we have a lot of different people. We need to educate our contractors and make sure they're interested in long-term relationships with the people calling our websites. It's just about other people starting relationships now instead of me trying to go meet Bill Gates or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. There we go. Well, let's jump into your dreams and goals. Now I feel like we've touched on them, but let's get real specific. What is your vision for your life and your business? Oh man, what a big question. Well, let's see. I mean, we could start with sales goals. We could start with uh, personal goals. I mean, I'd like to break another world record at some point, you know, yeah. you know, if any of the listeners are listening, I hope there's exactly 3,600 listeners all in the same location. Cause that's what it'll take to take, to break the next handshake world record is the <laughs> longest handshake chain. <laughs> I, I think it's about 3,600 people that all need to be shaking hands yeah. in a chain. So that's, that's a goal. Oh, um, dude, We could totally do that. Let's do it, man. Let's do it. I think I, I might be able to make that happen in the Philippines next year. Um, I think I might be. Whenever the pandemic's cleared up there, we could probably get enough people out there to do it. And, uh, and it might be a little bit more affordable out there to pay for the venue and all the stuff and, you know, food or what, whatever you need to get everyone ready just for a quick shake for just one. Quick, but it's got to be, you know, thousands of people. Oh, it's uh, not like it's not like 3,600 people shaking for 42 hours straight. Oh my gosh. Could you imagine that would just be like, no one that should never happen in this world. <laughs> that should never happen. People got to eat, man. Yeah, 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 for sure. So I, that's a, that's a bucket list item. So uh, hit me up if you've got a, a lead on how to make that happen. You know, I thought in the U S if we do it in the U S maybe a sports arena could do that. We'd have to partner with like a, an NFL game or something. And you know, those, those can have, up to 70,000 people in them if we could get the whole stadium to do it. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, it's not the first world record. I know it needs to be done. So um, that's one goal. Another goal is, you know, I want to hit that 10 million in annual sales. You know, I'm not there yet. Um, numbers aren't everything. And, you know, with with great sales comes great responsibility. And <laughs> not, in <a> rush <laughs> to get there. not in a rush to get there. Because if you're doing that much in sales, a lot of people depend on you. And a lot of people have needs. And a lot of people's managers and thinking about them. And a lot of people think you have some liability, might sue you. A lot of people, you know, a lot of responsibility with a lot of sales, but I, I'd like to get there at some point during this life, but, you know, not in any huge rush. Uh, <laughs> just, just as rushed as the average American pursuing the average American dream, you know? Oh, yeah. So um, that, that's a goal. What else? Yeah, I guess, I guess that's it. Uh, if we're talking professional goals, yeah, the, the handshake's a professional goal. That's not just a personal goal. Uh, we got to do that together with me and all my entrepreneurial friends and all that. Yeah, there we go. So breaking another world record, hitting 10 million in annual sales. Are there any other dreams or goals you want to chat about? Oh, gosh. Uh, should I get my pilot's license? I've been thinking about that recently. Should I put that on the list? Gosh, I I've really been thinking about that. You know, spending this time here in Costa Rica, it costs, it's pretty pricey to get it in the U.S. Um, but, you know, two of my good friends are pilots and you know, I'm on an airplane, gosh, all the time. At Sounds least like you should get it. Yeah, I mean, I should, I should. Okay, let's add that to the list. We're going to get our pilot's license, yeah. 
Oh, and then wait, we have to get a plane too, right? Oh, back to the 10 million in sales. Okay. A jet after the 10 million in sales. A jet. Yeah. Get a jet. Get a jet. You want to go on my jet later, Timmy? I, I promise I'm going to get a jet and we're going to go on it. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. Let's see who gets the jet first. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> Love to have the competition. Awesome. Awesome. And so 10 million in sales. What do you think is the thing holding you back from hitting that this year? Whew. Well, we need more than 130 websites to make that happen. You know, I, I did the math to get us there and uh, made a, made a five-year plan to do it. And it's just, uh, it's the execution of the team. I need to be a better leader and enable my staff to do, to hit their goals better. And then not only that, but also now we have managers and one VP in the company. So how do we incentivize them to be great leaders as well to lead their staff so you know that's that's where i'm at right now is growing from dozens of employees to hundreds how do you how and, and i think unfortunately i'm kind of facing a, a a challenging truth because i'm realizing that our values are something we cannot compromise on and we've we've had to get more strict people have gotten warnings in our company and you know being an excellent communicator for the remote company that we are and and being a proactive communicator it's 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 a lot of its communication you know goals are important too and hitting goals and of course setting reasonable goals but you know that's that's kind of where i'm learning right now is how do i and and creating processes oh everything needs to be written down in a google doc it's tedious yeah. but i'm finally to the point where it's like oh i wish we would have done more of this earlier cuz we're creating so many processes right now like I don't know, 10 or 15 processes. We're in a, we're in a process stage where yeah. it needs to be written down in a Google doc, or it needs to be in Podio, which is like our Asana Trello to do software that we use. It's called Podio. And uh, it's gotta be written down there. It's either. And if it's not in one of those two places, if anyone's confused at any time, we need to create a process for that. Cause that's the only way to grow a proper business that provides any value is you need to have processes. So other people can take over tasks as you grow. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Love that. Well, awesome, man. Just a quick question. Is your business model typically like you guys build the website in-house and then you get it up to a certain revenue and then you sell it? Well, actually, we say no to more offers on our websites than yes. Um, although we're, we're right now we're launching four websites per month. So, you know, if we wanted to keep our monthly recurring revenue, we could sell four websites per month. But I tend to like to keep them. Um, cause I, I tend to see the value in them a little bit more than other people. Other people want to buy our websites for a discount and I just, I don't want to sell them for a discount. I want to sell them for, if you're familiar, if you're not familiar with the online asset website buying game, websites will sell for the monthly net revenue that they produce. And it's talked about in terms of months instead of years, since we know website assets are much more volatile and risky than a single family home, for example, where, you know, we'll talk about like a two or three X multiple means two or three years, but online we'll talk about like a 27 or a 42 X multiple. And, you know, I, I lead generation websites sell for less than like an Amazon affiliates website. And, but I want, I want to hire multiple if I'm going to sell it. Otherwise I'm totally happy holding it and growing it even more and just enjoying the passive income that it produces. So, uh, you know, I want to sell them for more like a 40, 42 X multiple where people want to buy them for more like a 30, 35 X multiple. But I'm realizing that even after we sell these websites, we can still service the leads and make a cut 
Uh, once people buy the website from us, they can either call up the contractors and collect the payment and keep track of all the phone calls or just let us continue doing it for a cut. So I should sell more for lower prices because we can still make some money on the back end. Yeah. But, uh, does that answer the question? It does. It does. I'm curious, what, what would a 42X multiple, 47X multiple, let's go 40, what would a 50X multiple look like uh, on your typical website that you guys have in your portfolio? Like what, what would well, the sale price be? Yeah, so our goal for each website is to make $1,000 net profit per month, small goal. But if you have a website doing 1,000 for math's sake in net profit, then you would multiply that by the multiple. So if it's 50X, then, then we would want $50,000 for that website. And then you would need to, enjoy 50 months of hopefully passive income of making a thousand dollars net profit every single month. It's probably not going to be the same each month. It might go way up and it might go way down. It's probably going to disappear during winter months, to be honest, but uh, it'll come back and hopefully make double during summer, especially depending on the niche, like concrete, concrete in Colorado, those phone calls drop during the holidays and during January, it's snowing. You can't really build a driveway very easily in, in the freezing cold where we have other websites like a, uh, some automotive or carpet cleaning, carpet cleanings inside, you know, we can, people are moving out of their apartments all year long and always need carpet cleaning. So those websites will see a little bit more stable monthly income. So, uh, so yeah, so I guess it, it depends, but you know, we, we would be willing to sell our, our websites, you know, at like a 40 to 42 X multiple. Uh, we we've got one for sale on our website right now, Tallahassee concrete work. If you just go to handshaking.com, you can see assets and that's our, featured listing of the month you could say and uh you know it's got all the information it's got more than a year of, of historical sales and we we list the gross profit but then of course that would assume that the buyer would take care of all the leads and the contractor and collecting payment because the contractor will normally pay us for 12 or 36 leads and then once those leads are finished they pay us again and then the website needs to fulfill those leads so the more leads that the website produces, the faster you can charge them. Sometimes you can charge them. If, you, if you're getting 36 leads, that's about $1,500 gross profit, gross revenue. And if you can do, you know, 80 leads, then, you're, then you can, in, in theory, make $3,000 a month from that website. But guaranteed, it's going to drop during winter months and depending on the climate of the website. Tallahassee is a pretty cool city because it's over in Florida, so it's not getting hit as hard as the winter in the winter months as our other sites. But anyway, I could blab about this all day long because yeah. it is what I blab about all day long, full time. <laughs> Have you ever read hundred million dollar offers by Alex Hormozzi? No, tell me about it. I think you should, I think you should check, should check out that book. He is a uh, genius when it comes to making offers similar to like Russell Brunson's offer stack, but basically uh, kind of a, I know you want to sell these websites for 42 to 50,000 would be your ideal. Um, I was thinking, what if you just do a done for you service where instead of like building it, then selling it, people pay you up front and then you build it for them and get it to the cash flow mark for 42 to 50,000. Like, has that been something you've considered? Yeah, I've definitely thought about that. And, and people ask us all the time, can you build us a website for our, uh, carpet installation business, our, our tiling and flooring business. And, and I think that gets a little bit more on the service side where I'm really trying to stay is just the owner of assets that are worth, that are worth money or, or not to you where like, I'd rather, and plus, plus if we launch 10 websites, I can tell you two of them aren't ever going to produce income. I see. So what, so what if you pay us this big price and then your website is one of those 10 websites that fails for one reason or another, you know, about two of them fail, maybe about 
six of them make money at some point. Uh, and then two of them are just stupid and win, win, win. Immedi- they win immediately and they have more phone calls than we can sell. And, and then they go on to later become our, our big websites. But most, most of the websites just do about average and maybe they'll make some income maybe in two months, maybe in six months. You know, we've had websites that we hold for two years that don't make any money. And then, and then we'll, either, we'll either liquidate them and sell them as a starter website because we, we're focused on over 100 websites. Nope. But if someone can focus on one website, well, guess what? This one's already had all the work done to it. It's got tons of blog posts. It's already aged. It's been live. We've done all the on-page SEO. Maybe it just needs more backlinks due to the competition in that city. And maybe yep. someone who's a backlink specialist buys it. That would be a good idea. So we also have deals on our website. And those are like the starter websites that, uh, that we are not able to make money from, but they're built and ready to go with someone that has more focus than our team of a dozen that handles more than more than a hundred websites. It, it's got to fit into our process or not, but just because we, we don't make money with it doesn't mean it's worthless. it doesn't mean that someone else couldn't make more than we could with it. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, I was just brainstorming for you. Cause I know an easy way, an easier way to hit $10 million in sales, like to sell something that's a million dollars profit 10 times, you know, as opposed to selling something that's $1 profit 10 million times. It's like the higher you can, higher ticket you can make your, thing the easier it is to hit your sales goals but um yeah that's that's definitely true yeah i've definitely i think if i was more open to providing i mean there's definitely an untapped side of our business which is all the contractors who want us to build a website and they don't want to buy the leads from us they want to own their website instead of rent the monthly leads from us and unfortunately we don't accept those clients because then we have to revise the lo- we have to revise the logo and change the blog post and it's it's a lot more work and guess what they're not even making more money from it right away so their expectations are higher so i guess i'm a little bit picky with the type of sales that we take even if it takes a little bit longer to get to that 10 million at least i know it truly is passive and the team's handling it and it's stress free income or i don't think there's anything that exists that's called stress free income but <laughs> we can pretend right to me Facts, facts. <laughs> awesome. Well, if there were one or two people that you can meet right now, and this could be a specific person or a type of person, and they'd really help you take the next step toward your dreams and goals. So getting that jet, getting that 10 million, breaking that world record, who would they be and how would they help you out? Oh, gosh. Okay, let's take, let's let's not spend two hours on it, but I'm going to go the crypto route. Like, uh, okay, I, I have met Gary V, and yep. we've gone live on Facebook together, but I'd like to really like, catch a beer every Monday with him for like three months and ask him about his NFT collection V friends and learn all about how that was created and how it's going and all the, the stuff that would be discussed over beer. That's what I'd like to learn from Gary V. Um, although I have already met him and then let's see someone else. Oh gosh, should I say this? I don't think I should say this. Please don't hate me. Uh, but just for a, just from a business perspective and publicity perspective, not a political perspective, what what would what is what's Donald Trump up? How has being president affected his business? I'd be so curious on how that he's just such a businessman that was in office. I mean, I'm not saying you have to like the guy or hate the guy, but I'm curious how does a presidency term affect your business afterwards? I'd be really yeah. interested to learn about that. So you got kind of a crypto question, a, a crypto curiosity in me, and you've also got like a political one percenter type of curiosity in me. <laughs> There we go. There we go. Gary V and Donald Trump. I love it. 
What's the most important one or two things that everyday people can do to really help you move towards your dreams and goals? Well, I got to share this easy, easy, easy win. If you've got a physical business or, or, or a physical location is with our websites, one of the easiest wins we have is we verify our business on Google. So it's easy. Go to google.com slash business, register your business. Yes, you need to pick your name. You need to pick, it's good to have a website, but it's okay to just have a one-page website. And uh, Google will likely want to send you a postcard to an address. Go ahead and get that postcard. It takes a week or two to get there. And sometimes when we verify a business like that, sometimes that gives us more phone call leads than the website itself. Hmm. So what that means is that's the easiest win. If you've got an idea or a business, you know, tr try your luck at Google. And maybe, maybe a lot of people are searching for it and there's low competition in your city. This, this works particularly well for single location, you know, niche physical locations. But, you know, if you're an online marketing agency or if you're an online business, it's still a good idea to register your business with Google. So get that postcard on the way. That's the easiest thing you can do today. And even if you don't have a website, Google will offer you to build a website with them for free. It's like, just start clicking the internet buttons. Yep. Just quit hesitating. Start clicking the internet buttons. We're all full-time button clickers now anyway, after the pandemic, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, we are. So there we go. Die with the buttons and start clicking the internet buttons. <laughs> <laughs> That's my tip, but on Google, my business, particularly the end. <laughs> awesome. Well, now we're going to jump into our thriving three. First question cool. is favorite book, movie, or podcast. Pick one. Am I supposed to say Timmy's podcast? Is this a trick question? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a given. That's a given. <laughs> that's a given. Okay, second favorite <laughs> movie, podcast, or book. Well, I gotta go with I gotta go with Rich Dad Poor Dad as a favorite book. I mean, that's just it's a glorious book that's all about assets and how that can play into your long-term success. And I, I've always been focused on assets. Like we talked about earlier, the monthly cash flow will ruin your assets if you don't think about it. But the assets is what changes generational wealth, right? Like that's what really makes big changes is those, you know, your buddy who bought three Bored Ape Yacht Club NFTs seven months ago, right? <laughs> They've got some assets because each one is worth like what? A hundred Ethereum, which is like 3000 bucks per yep. Ethereum right now, $300,000. Anyway, sorry if you don't know NFTs, but assets is, is something important to focus on, whether you're diversifying in the stock market or real estate, or Web3, you got to focus on the assets. And that's why that's a favorite book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. There we go. And what's one way you like to take care of yourself? One way I like to take care of myself, I would have to say that two or three massages in the Philippines per week, but I'm just not getting the same massage treatment here in Costa Rica. But I think a massage is really a great way to relax and just you're not on your technology, you're thinking about you're thinking about life with no distractions, not to mention it's pretty good for you. It's getting the blood flowing. You feel better the next day. Get a massage, man. <laughs> that's, that's the best way to relax, but man, it's expensive to do that nowadays in the U S how much does it cost for a massage? Man, I don't even know. I, I don't get massages. <laughs> no, I don't either. When I'm, when I'm back home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I feel you. Okay. Well now we're to the action step. What is one action step you can take right now or continue to take if you're already doing it to meet Donald Trump or get that three months of beer with Gary V? Uh, well, I should probably try to reach out. 
I think I think I can email Gary V. I think he'll email me back. So I should probably do that. Otherwise, I don't think he's going to read my mind and reach out to me, you know? So uh, I'll email him and then I'll snooze it. And if he doesn't respond in a week, then I'm going to email him again. And then I'm going to snooze it for another week. And then I'm going to email him again. If he tells me, no, it's okay, but I got to make sure the message is delivered. If that doesn't work, I'm going to move over to LinkedIn. I'm going to start messaging him there. At the same time, I'm going to be on my phone on Instagram, messaging both him and the V Friends account. And I'm going to be pinging and pinging and pinging. And until I get my answer and, you know, what value am I bringing to the table? Well, I'll interview you and post all about it. And I'll buy a, a V Friend too. And I'll hold it long term. But those are expensive nowadays. My gosh, how much are the V Friends? Yeah, are I'm you not sure. But I, I know they just skyrocketed and were sold out like instantly. A Gary Vaynerchuk NFT project around meaningful intellectual property in an extraordinary community. The floor price is 12 ETH. That's $36,000. Okay, Gary, I will consider buying a V friend. <laughs> if the floor price drops, I'll scoop one. It's seen good. Oh, see, there's like 10 sales per day. I'd like to see a little bit more activity on the OpenSea activity tab. But anyway, uh, not today. we said we were not going to dive into NF, uh, into Web3 for two hours. Okay. Yep. <laughs> That's another podcast, another podcast show. You'll have to come back on. We'll dive into Web3. Great. I would love to. Awesome. Well, we got one last question for you. So you know how there are people on the planet who have a really fixed mindset. They're not willing to accept help. They're not willing to accept change. Sometimes they'll live their whole life like that. And sometimes they'll die like that, unfortunately. Other times they make that switch in their life to that growth mindset, willing to accept help and willing to accept change. In your opinion, what is the catalyst that causes that switch? Oh, wow. I, I got an answer for you. I don't think you're going to be expecting. Hit me with so, that. you know, I've, I've been traveling now for four years and I've been living abroad for the last two years in two different countries outside of our home country in the U.S. And um I can't figure out why more people don't have a catalyst to go travel. And that resulted in me coming back and kind of being a little bit like uh, critical or rude to people who hadn't traveled as much as me. And I realized that catalyst is not my job to convince them. And I would say the same thing about growth. It's not, it's not our job to convince someone to grow. If someone wants to grow, they're going to go out there and they're going to convince you on why they want to grow. So the catalyst is not something that's, that we can offer to change others. It, like, for example, if one of your listeners wants to grow their business, listening to their podcast, listening to this podcast might be inspiring. It, it might help nurture and grow what's already inside of them. But if they don't want to make a change, it's totally fine. And people who are in a routine, I mean, especially right now, you know, I'm, I'm here in Costa Rica waiting for my girlfriend's papers to get approved to the U.S. And now we're moving to Mexico. Like, you know what? I kind of want some stability in my life. I kind of want a little bit of no more change, no more growth and just getting a routine. So, you know, those people out there who have their routine and they might think about growing a big business one day, but maybe they like their routine and it's, it's okay to let them keep that routine. And then that's great news because we can just, we can let them enjoy their routine and wish that we had a better routine, <laughs> yeah. but we don't, we are chasing change and we're chasing growth. And for some of us travel, and it, that means that the people that do want that same thing, the great news is we can spend more energy, energy with those people who are already showing us 
they're, they're the ones convincing us that they want that growth. Or they're the ones convincing me that they want to go and live abroad outside of the U.S. Those are the ones that I'm going to spend time with. I, I should stop convincing other people to do what they're not convincing me that they want to do. <laughs> yeah, I so, love that. Something I've realized, you know, I started asking this question because one of my big goals is to raise the standard of living across the world to middle class America. Like, I don't really want people to struggle for living water or food. And. I asked this question initially because I knew I was going to bump into people that were really resistant to change. And I was like, well, they're going to need to change if we want to raise the standard of living. And then somebody came on my podcast similarly. Everybody usually says rock bottom. They, it basically boils down to inspiration or desperation. Like you're either really desperate or something inspires you and it triggers something inside you, but it's always a personal choice. That's typically the answer. But one dude said, um, you just need to level up because if you are trying to help other people and you're neglecting yourself, similar to what you're doing, you need to change yourself. Like you don't need to focus on changing other people. And when you focus on changing yourself, that's when you can create that environment where other people can be inspired by you just by being an inspiration. Mm -hmm. And so it convicted me because I was like, the real reason that I'm out here trying to change other people and figure out what that catalyst is, is so I can convince myself that I can change fully how I know I should be able to. And when I realized that, man, I was like, it honestly made me want to take this question out and maybe rephrase it, ask it a different way. Uh, I'm still asking it, obviously, but it was just, it was a really convicting point of like, man, I'm doing this because I want to convince myself that it's possible for me. Yeah. <laughs> Like wild. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah that, uh, is, that is great. Yeah, I, I love the inspiration or desperation. Yeah, that, that can definitely produce some changes. And wow, what a good point. Yeah, I'm preaching about all these things, but what is it inside of each of us yep. that we actually need to change about ourselves? Absolutely. Yeah. There we go. Well, Matt, is there anything else that you want to chat about before we sign off? No, this has been fabulous. Thank you for the good time and the, the company. And thank you for all the listeners who have made it this far. And uh, yeah, that, that's all. If you guys have questions about lead generation websites or want to check out ours, please check out our website, handshaking.com. If you, if you heard about this on Timmy's podcast, let me know and I'll cut you a deal on one of our starter sites if you want to get started on this. There we go. Well, awesome. Guys, thank you for listening. And if you loved what Matt had to say, again, check out handshaking.com. If you want to be part of the 3,600 people that are in that long line of handshakes, also hit Matt up. As we always ask, shoot this podcast to one to three people you know need to hear this message. Give us a five-star review on iTunes, and we're out. Guys, thanks for listening. Make sure to reach out to our guests and help them accomplish their dreams and goals if you resonated with them. If you're looking for any intentional masterminds or one-on-one -on -one coaching to accomplish your dreams and goals, make sure to check out the website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, and contact me either there or on social media. That's all I got. Have a blessed day.